Welcome to the Contractor Success Map Podcast. I'm your host, Bradley Hart, and I'm an expert on how you can get the most out of your contracting company. The reason I designed this show is to help you turn your contracting company from a people-dependent money pit into a process-dependent cash cow to have the freedom you dreamed of when you start your business. Every Friday, we're releasing podcasts with information to help you get the most out of your contracting company. Be sure to join us at www.contractorsuccessmap.com and subscribe to receive our latest articles and special offers. And the best part, it's all free, just for you. This podcast is episode number 209, and it will be about contractors' struggle over choosing the right bookkeeper. You see, contractors struggle between the cost of having a bookkeeper and the value they receive, because all contractors really want is peace of mind. The only frustration contractors face when hiring a bookkeeper is discovering that the contractor knows more about construction, bookkeeping, and accounting than the bookkeeper, and then they hired to do the job. So what happens in the end, contractors end up trying to teach the bookkeeper to do the job, and to do this thinking that every little bit helps. Well, more often than not, it doesn't. Number two frustration is construction bookkeeper asks, quote, is that part of my job description? For everything that comes down the pike. The rest of your frustration is the construction bookkeeper will, quote, go beyond their duties and authority. And we, we see this a lot. Um, we've worked a lot of construction bookkeepers, not all of them, probably, I'm going to say probably maybe 2 to 5% who will give the impression that they actually own the company. And that can be a real problem for contractors. Enough said. You see, contractors have a general frustration toward all employees especially the ones who feel that no matter what the pay rate, benefits and number of hours worked, there is no appreciation for what the contractor is doing for them. When times are slow, or there's a lie between jobs, the contractor goes to great lengths to keep the employee working. Perhaps doing some work at the, uh, the shop, or cleaning up the tools or something. And a lot of times the employees will see this as uh, subservient menial work. It's not. The contractors are trying to keep them employees when times pick up again. See, one of the frustrations the contractors have is the employee is guaranteed to receive pay based on hours worked, or in some cases, based on hours served. So productivity on the part of the employee is optional. The contractor has no guaranteed profit, or to even break even on the job. Contractors do not have the luxury of going home at the end of four hours, eight hours, ten hours, at five o'clock and taking out the weekend and forgetting about everything until Monday morning. They would like to, but instead the contractor is planning, making phone calls, sending emails, meeting clients, ordering material, delivering the material or supplies to the job. So the office staff and field employees have the tools and equipment needed to do their job. Contractors continually research apps and software to make the job easier easier for themselves and their employees. Now, certain time tracking software has the added benefit of GPS um, and dispatching. Dispatch software has the added benefit of choosing the best route in the most efficient order which to schedule the jobs. So, the fact is that the contractor does not need an app to know where to go and what to do when he or she gets there. Contractors are always squeezing time to get the most of every minute. In addition to their own job, which includes pick up the work, 
completing the job left undone by employees, the Seattle schedule, and getting paid. I'll give you a quick randalism. The three most important things in real estate, as you may know, is location, location, location. Um, two acres in downtown Dallas or downtown San Francisco or New York City or Seattle has a whole different value than two acres in the middle of the desert. Well, in construction, and I say this over five decades of experience, the three things that contractors need to do and understand more than anything else, number one, get the money. Second most important thing, get the money. The third most important thing, get the money. Or put it another way, get paid, get paid, get paid. We see a lot of contractors that go out of business because of cash flow issues. And most of me trace down the fact they just didn't get paid. There are some common complaints contractors have about field employees. They really get tired of chasing the time cards and receipts. Messy paperwork or no paperwork at all. Mistreatment of tools and equipment. Now that's a huge bugaboo. Huge. Not being proactive and getting fuel in the vehicle. Letting the vehicle run out of fuel. Um, and here's a quick word to the wise. It doesn't hurt. Um, we live in a world of what is, not what should be. And as you know, there's a hall of justice, but there is no hall of fairness. So let me just uh, stop here and give you a little hint. If you have construction vehicles, and I don't care if you're working by yourself, if you have construction vehicles, there may be a point where you hire somebody, even part-time, even for one day. And I strongly, strongly, strongly suggest that on the side of your truck, near where the fuel goes in, this is gonna sound funny, but do it. Put a decal, a sticker, in English and in Spanish that says either diesel or gasoline. You'd think to be pretty obvious, it's not. We've had several contractors over the years that I've recommended they do that. They didn't do it until they got a call from the employee. I think I did something wrong. I filled up the, the truck. I'm five miles from the gas station or three miles from the gas station and the engine quit. A little bit of investigation shows what happened was a diesel engine, gasoline was put in it, the engines burned up, and the favorite number for that sort of thing is just over $10,000 to get a diesel engine repaired and rebuilt once it was put gasoline in it. And all those contractors that happens to, the next day, they typically will put that decal in English and Spanish. So if it's a diesel engine, put diesel in English and diesel in Spanish. If it's gasoline, put gasoline in English and gasoline in Spanish. Just, just do it. Because generally, we have found that every employee, every, uh, I'm going to say 99.99% of the employees, really want to do a good job and do right by you. Just make it easy for them. Don't let them guess. We say remove choice at the operating level. It actually came from a writer by the name of Michael Gerber. I really like his stuff. And he said that many times in his books. Remove choice at the operating level. I love that. The other common complaints contractors have about field employees is cleaning up the job, the vehicle, and dealing with the trash. Um, keep the trash off the job site. Keep it moving. It makes it easier for everybody. The last thing in this list, anyway, is being polite and respectful to the clients, fellow employees, and management. It's a little thing, but it carries a lot of weight. The contractor is exhausted long before it is time to begin working on their paperwork. 
the last thing you need as a contractor is one more problem, one more task, one more anything. And so frustration is looking at the QuickBooks and finding the reports don't make any sense. The contractor doesn't know why the reports look off. They just do. Made are showing different numbers. Why is there a ton of bills to pay after the job is left over? The job's over. And there's still a ton of bills to pay. Why is that? How can there be so much profit on the report, yet there's no money in the bank? And why am I not getting ahead? You see, the bookkeeper, who might be the spouse, can only put in the information provided. The bank statement, the credit card statement shows up, the information you put in, and easy reconciled. And for goodness sakes, don't let anybody hit that force reconciliation button. Uh, that's in QuickBooks. And there's an account called Reconciliation Discrepancies. If you see that account with anything in it whatsoever, you're already 15 minutes too late to fire the bookkeeper. That's just, that's just mal, I don't know if that's malfeasance, but let me tell you. Um, there's a word for that. I won't tell you what it is. But uh, you ever see that? Fire them. They're done. Reconciling statements are important but it will not tell the contractor what they want to know regarding whether or not what jobs are profitable. And only tiny receipts, the cost gets sold to the job and properly in the income, will produce profitability reports. That's some advice for better cash flow. Yep, here it comes again. Get the money, get the money, get the money. Sounds simple, but it's true. Immediately get change orders signed and paid. One of the biggest leaks, and as a randalism, is the little leaks that sink the big ship. The big gaping hole gets fixed right away. The little leaks, um, you got to pay attention to. And those ones that really cause you a lot of problems in the end. So you're on the job, and the customer says, oh, by the way, the four important words, oh, by the way. Since it's open anyway, while we're here anyway. The four important words, there's a whole bunch of them, that's just three or four of them. It's called a change order. And you're thinking, well, that won't take long. I'll just go ahead and do that as a freebie. No, get your change orders signed and paid. I'll give you a quick example. Um, I don't know where you shop, but I shop a lot at Safeway. There's a Safeway in my neighborhood where I live. And I do a lot of shopping there because it's convenient. Not because it's any better or any worse than any place else. So I thought about this for a while. For the last 20 years, I believe I have probably spent eh, 500000 in groceries the last 20 years, you know, raise a family. Yet, I bet you dollars to donuts, if I go into Safeway tomorrow and pick up a gallon of milk and a loaf of bread and try to walk out with it and say, hey, it's a little thing. I've already spent 500000 or more to you guys. What's the big deal? Pretty good chance I'm going to get a free ride in the back of a cop car. Okay, so if Safeway doesn't let you do change orders for free, why should your customers? Because you take that change order money and you go to your grocery store and you buy groceries, food, clothing, and shelter. So if you do a change order, have your change order pad right there, make your notes, get it filled out, get it signed, and ask for payment. Yeah, I know it sounds a little harsh, but it's a lot less harsh than trying to figure out how you're going to provide food, clothing, and shelter yourself and your family. Be sure to charge sales tax if it applies in your area. 
This is quite frequent. We see this a lot, and bless their hearts, I love those folks. But this is very common among the um, the seasoned citizens, uh, the folks who are retired. A lot of them have played the game of, oh, that gentleman gave me a thousand bucks, great. And then you go to collect the money and you add sales tax. Oh no, we agreed in a thousand bucks. I'm not paying sales tax. Just be aware, charge the sales tax. It's a scam that a lot of people play, and not just a seasoned citizens, senior citizens, but other people do play the scam. Just go ahead and charge the tax. They'll pay it. And let me give you a little hint. This is something I learned from a client um, I mean, many years ago. This is back in back in the 80s. I got a real chuckle out of it. There was this nice lady, and she's passed away now, but she's a real sweetheart. You can't help but like her. Um, she lived in a nice house overlooking the water, and she drove a really tiny, tiny little car because it was good on gas. And every time we do any work in our house, we had a remodel business. We do you know little remodels here and there and, and make minor changes. And every time I give her the number to do a change, you know, 10, 15,000 to do a change, oh, she'd tear up. Oh, I don't know if I can afford this. I'm, I'm going to have to cut back on my food budget. I'm going to, there's no Christmas for the grandkids this year. You know, I'm on a fixed income. Listen carefully. Fixed income. Keyword. Don't think that's just Social Security. I looked her square in the eye and I said, look, Mrs. X. You and I both know, because we both go to venture capital meetings, and I know for a fact that your fixed income is over 65 million a year. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, her net worth is over 65 million. Her fixed income was over 8 million a year. Nice house, or looking the water, with live-in staff, Oh, I'm gonna have a hard time. I gotta cut my food budget. There's no Christmas for the kids. Her yearly fixed income was over eight million dollars. Okay. Let's wake up and smell the coffee here. When I'm looking at Quibbers file, there are some common issues that I find, and they relate to the five KPI reports: cash, accounts receivable, accounts payable, balance sheet, profit and loss. So. One of the first things I get is a cash report. If the cash is off, I, I wonder how much money is on hand. And these are the things, the common issues I find in a cash report. The bank account or accounts are not reconciled. Why is that important? Because when the bank account has been reconciled, you, you have the checks and you know the ones that have cleared and uncleared. If it's reconciled, uncleared checks may also not be in a QuickBooks file. Are you using carbonless wallet checks? Be able to see what you've written? Are checks being written to the supplier's order desk? Are you paying subcontractors without having an invoice to match your records? Oh, please don't do that. Please don't pay the subcontractors without them giving you an invoice. And make sure the invoice matches what you agreed to pay. Are you using a lot of cash without receipts? Using cash is okay. Just get your receipts so that your, your bookkeeping or accounting department can put those in because those are good tax deductions. And is the nearest ATM one of your regular stops? Hmm. Between credit cards and debit cards, you shouldn't need a lot of cash cash. Maybe you do. I don't know. Different areas of the country have different reasons to need a lot of cash cash. So that's a decision you make. But these are the things that we find that are a problem as far as in your QuickBooks. Number two, 
Accounts receivable, which is who owes you money. If customer invoices are not in QuickBooks, why is this important? It's impossible to have job costing without customer invoices. It's impossible to properly keep track of outstanding customer balances unless the invoice is in QuickBooks. If customer payments are entered in as deposits directly in the checking account, then you have no record and your accounts receivable is way off. This means that customer invoices in QuickBooks, the sales by customer summary is not there. And that's a huge report, sales by customer summary. That ties the 80-20 rule. Let's go find that 80% who are causing your problems and let's replace them with the 20% that are making you money. This also means there are no job popularity reports if you don't have the invoices. Forgotten invoices to the customer is the largest cause of financial problems. I'm going to repeat that. Forgotten invoices to the customer is the largest cause of financial problems. Get the money, get the money, get the money. How would you get the money if you didn't send an invoice? Change orders are often forgotten to be billed by the contractor. Again, change orders. Change orders to be dealt with later are considered part of the original contract by the customer. When the customer has a change order, you stop, you fill out the form now. Or better yet, use randomism, two ways, two times things get done now and right now. Again, change order, while we're here anyway, while it's already open, what do you think about? All kinds of four words. First thing I always did was whip out a change order and make some notes, price it, get a signature, ask for a check. Otherwise, like I said, if they are dealt with later, they're part of the original contract. Um, what is considered to be the oldest profession in the world, I think you know what that means. Cash is, the cash uh, changes hands before the services are performed because once the services are performed, the value of the services rapidly diminish. So, take, in, take a page out of McDonald's book. You want, you want something, you go up and you ask for a Happy Meal or a, or a value meal. And you pay for it. And you stand there, oh, oh, wait, by the way, I would like another hamburger, dessert, drink, whatever. That's a change order. What's the first thing they do? They ring it up. And you pay for it. And then it's delivered. McDonald's, in most cases, makes over 25% net profit on each store. I, yeah, hear that again. 25%. Contractors are lucky if they're making over 2%. Okay? Change orders not signed by the customer are then considered invalid in event of dispute. Having a verbal contract is a way that you could do it, but more often than not, it is worth the papers written on, which is nothing. I know I'm... I'm beating this horse a little bit, but uh, it, it just breaks my heart and I see contractors struggling. And we're often not because of change orders. Number three, accounts payable. Just writing the check to a supplier or subcontractor and entering the payment directly in the check register. Hmm. When a bill's in there in the QuickBooks, unless the bill is paid from the accounts payable window, it continues to show as an unpaid bill. When credit card balances or monthly payments are put into accounts payable instead of a credit card account, that severely distorts the financial statements. 
When owners draws, federal tax payments, or IRS payment plans bring in QuickBooks as an account's payable, it helps the contractor remember to pay the bill. And if you're not careful, doing it otherwise could distort the financial statements. Credit cards are not entered into the book. You mean accounts payable or lump sum numbers. Every transaction should go into QuickBooks. Number four, profit and loss. Missing income or reflect a loss that is not true. Missing cogs or costs get sold or expenses or reflect a profit that is not true. Number five is the balance sheet. The summary of everything that happened in the business is in the balance sheet. Assets which include cash, accounts receivable, job deposits, tools, equipment, office, vehicle, office equipment, vehicles, inventory. That report has the liabilities, which includes all forms of debt, credit cards, loans, accounts payable, taxes, long and short-term loans, vehicle loans, lines of credit, etc. The third part of the balance sheet is the equity. This is the value of your company. It becomes a simple math problem. Take your assets, minus your liabilities, what's left over is equity. Now, randomism is the three O's. What you owe, assets, oh, I'm sorry, what you own are assets, O-W-N, own are the assets. What you owe, O-W-E, are the liabilities. So assets minus liabilities, what you own minus what you owe is what's left over equity. So no equity? You're not in business. Some equity, are you just starting out or do you have a hobby? Lots of equity, your business is green and growing. Now everyone can have a bad year or several bad years. What are you doing? What are you trying to do to make it better? Good accounting can help you plan and make proper decisions that are right for you. Because you see accounting is all historical. It all goes from now back in history. But those who know their history can predict with a degree of accuracy the future. So, the accounting helps you do deal with projections, financial projections. So the key for this sort of thing is step one is start your company. Step two, get your QuickBooks set up right, right for contractors, right for construction, and we have a whole template for that. We can do it for you, or you can actually go to our store, www.fasteasyaccounting.com. Hello, start over. www.fasteasyaccountingstore. Com. And you can buy QuickBooks setups, you can buy templates and charts of accounts and all kinds of stuff. So, QuickBooks set up right. Now, step two. Step three is good bookkeeping. Get this stuff in your QuickBooks correctly. When you do, you'll get to step four, which is the key performance reports. Those five KPIs I just talked about. Step five, use the performance reports to develop and manage your sales growth. Use the reports for step six, cash flow management. Step seven, pay attention to the success secrets. Step eight, you make good decisions. Life is good, it's a cycle. There's a reason why some contractors make a whole bunch of money and everybody else struggles. And I wanna see you in that area that where people make a whole bunch of money. So the do-it-yourself bookkeeping, you or your spouse has a bookkeeping. You can hire an employee or house bookkeeper. Larger firms, maybe this way, it may be the only answer for a larger firm. You can now search your, your accounting to Fast Easy Accounting. We know what to do. Fast Easy Accounting, we're a, in the most simplistic form. We are a production shop. 
we manage the process to keep costs fair for both sides. You and us. It's a moving train. As much as we'd like to, we cannot help everyone. Sometimes it's not a good fit for one or the or both sides. But I can tell you this much, without processes, the contractor bookkeeping and accounting are in chaos. As it is, the bookkeeping can be a little messy and we can work through it. What we need versus what we receive and when we receive it. The bookkeeping part department shouldn't be the last to know. There's no benefit to missing documents. The bookkeeping department should not have check writing authority. Let me repeat that. The bookkeeping department or your bookkeeper should not have check writing authority. That's the owner's job. The owner needs to be involved with writing the checks. Without good bookkeeping, construction accounting, use a contractor to drive behind a semi-truck that just ran through a big mud puddle in a snowstorm, and your windshield wipers aren't working fast enough. Now, wouldn't it be better to be in a nice, clean car wash instead? I hope the podcast helps you understand that outsourcing your contractor's bookkeeping services and accounting to us is about more than just doing the bookkeeping. It's about taking a holistic approach to your entire construction company and helping support you as a contractor and as a person. We understand the good, the bad, and the ugly about owning and operating construction companies because we've had several of them. And we sincerely care about you and your construction company. That's all I have for now. Please do any honor commenting or reading the podcast and whatever medium you're listening to it on. Tell me what you like and didn't like and tell me how you see it. Because your feedback is crucial, I think, in advance. And by the way, it's our firm belief here at Fast Easy Accounting that contractors like you deserve to be wealthy because you bring value to other people's lives. This is one more example of how Fast Easy Accounting has helped construction company owners all across the USA, including Alaska and Hawaii, put money in the bank to operate and grow your construction company. Construction accounting is not rocket science. It's a lot harder than that. And a lot more valuable to people like you. So please stop missing out. By the way, if you'd like to learn what makes construction accounting different from regular accounting, I invite you to visit www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash CA. And please feel free to call Sherry at 206-361-3950. Or you can email her, S-H-A-R-I-E, at fasteasyaccounting.com and schedule your no-charge one-hour consultation. Again, that phone number is 206-361-3950. Private contractors and construction committee owners have known about the value of outsourced bookkeeping services and contractor coaching services like ours for a very long time. And now you know about it too. If you're thinking of outsourcing your book contractor's bookkeeping services, you're invited to download a guide to find the right contractor bookkeeping service to fit your particular situation. And you can find that at www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash HS. Well, thank you very much. Hope you understand. We really do care about you and all contractors, regardless of whether or not you ever hire our services. Bye for now. Until the next episode here on the Contractor Success Map Podcast, where we remove contractors' unique paperwork frustrations. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on how to turn your contracting company into a process-dependent cash cow. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Contractor Success Map. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star rating and review here on iTunes. And make sure to head over to www. 
contractorsuccessmap.com to subscribe to receive the latest articles and special offers. If you'd like to discuss your business strategy, simply click on the button labeled Strategy Session. And the best part, it's all free, just for you.